0: welcome to our podcast doing it right this podcast reveals authentic stories from successful leaders doing it right it's about their journey to become a leader their choices motivations and lessons in essence, how they built successful personal brands. Your host is Valerie Sokolowski, author of eight leadership books and nationally known as an authority on executive presence and personal branding. Let's get started. Here's Valerie.
1: Well, hi again. I'm in a new studio. I think this is just a really great new studio and it gives me an up just to be in something new. So welcome to our show. Today, there's this young lady that's going to be on the show and her dad. Avery was five years old when she started playing golf, and won three years old when she started playing golf, won her first tournament when she was five. Listen to this, today she's 12. Avery Zweig and her dad Ivan travel the world now as she wins all kinds of tournaments and makes all kinds of achievements, including being the number two ranked player in the world for the graduating class of 2025 at the at on the JGS being the youngest woman at 10 years old to qualify for USGA Women's Championship and winning two world championships now let's take a look at what a really good golfer looks like
2: I've never putted before and you're teaching me go ahead what do you do, what do you do first?
1: You, you, um, put your right hand on the cuff.
2: No, we, before that? Address. Address the ball. Good. So, address the ball, feet together, and then what?
1: Put your right hand on it and then your left
2: hand. No, it goes the other way. Your what hand first?
1: Your left hand on it.
2: Okay.
3: And then
2: your right hand. Okay, so do that now. Do that. Left hand take your right hand off and then right hand there you go okay scoot your hands down a little bit perfect and now what do you do you gotta look at your target remember okay now you're ready dude good putt look at that great putt great putt all right great putt avery do you have anything to say to the camera <laughs>
1: Do you have anything to say to the camera, <laughs> Avery and Ivan? Welcome to the show. I can't do that well now. Uh, well, it was a good
3: lag by me and my four-year-old self. I really do appreciate the hair and the hat. really did go well. Um, <laughs> I don't know if I could do that well now, so
1: four-year-old. You're amazing. I mean, you're amazing. And, you know, I've always wondered as a parent what it would be like to have, Ivan, a, a prodigy of of any sort when you when you realized this little girl of yours had this ability what was that like for you uh,
2: i don't you know I, I don't i don't use the term prodigy a lot of people do they kind of throw that around at she's she's you know she's a really good golfer and and we kind of have always taken the attitude we just want her to be a, a great person yeah. and so you know if if her sport is her thing or one of her things that she's good at that's great but um, you know, we really want her to be well-rounded as a as a human, you know, as a person with everything. So,
1: you know what? That's why you're on the show. As I said to you, I don't have anyone on the show that isn't real and authentic and doing things right. And you, by the way, you've done things right because in meeting her, she's very polite and says thank you and please. <laughs> but I fooled you. you fooled her. Oh, <laughs> uh oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Avery what are you what are you um, practicing for now what's coming up
3: um so I have the event called the USJ women's four ball which is the event that I qualified last year and broke the record for um that's that's best ball um and it's that's in Jacksonville Florida and then yeah best ball is you have a partner and every hole you take the best score so if you both Mm. make a four then you take four if I make a Five, and my partner makes a four and then we take the four. And how do you pick that? How do you pick your partner? Um, it's not, I mean, it's just whoever you wanna play with. Mm. Um, and it's kinda become a popular event now, so it's really fun.
2: But you have to, there's a whole qualifying process. You go through a USJ qualifier, very nerve wracking. You know, they and so this is the second year in a row she's qualified and as she mentioned last year, she was the youngest in the history. She and her partner were super young. And then now she has a, a, a different partner this year that's still sixteen. It's not like she's twenty five, you know. And and her partner is very, very accomplished that she's playing with this year, so they, they'll have a good time. Mm-hmm.
1: And and you know, you talked about when she went up for the qualifying. Mm-hmm. Tell us about that story when you went up to where was it in Indiana? Oh, oh in,
2: in South Dakota.
1: South Dakota. Yeah. And yeah, what was that like? So that was
3: uh, for the an individual event. It was uh, USGA, but it was different. Uh-huh. It's a, a qualifier for the girls junior, and I played in that last July, or last June, and in twenty six June twenty sixth, June so, <laughs> uh, and I qualified, and I was the youngest to qualify, and that was my own. So that's a different event, but you still have to qualify and. Um, we're thinking, okay, South Dakota. You know, maybe there won't be as many. It won't be a loaded field like mm-hmm. it would be in Texas or California. Or what do you Florida. mean
1: loaded field?
3: Really good players. Oh, okay. Um, so, and they're only. You, and when you sign up for the qualifier, you can't see who's in it. So we signed up, and there were. Uh, you could see how many people there are. So there are like seven people, and then uh, when the field closed, and they showed who was in it. All seven, none, nobody was well, from no, was South none, Dakota Island. there was
2: nine. Nine. nine and nobody
3: ten, was from there. Including you. No one. No one. They were from everywhere else. Yes. So, so everyone count. had the same idea. and
2: Yeah, we'll sneak up to South <laughs> Dakota and go play. And and so it wound up being a bunch of really good players that, I don't know if she would have played that many good players in Texas, even though Texas would have 40 players. Sure. There's probably 10 that could really win, uh, maybe. And, and so here, you know, here we are going to South Dakota and everybody was within a couple of shots. It was very close. Amazing. So yeah. She she did very well though and kept her composure and I What wasn't
1: composure. Lo- I, what composure. I, I,
2: I wasn't <laughs> allowed to caddy, so I was out of the way. And uh one of our friends caddied for her and he, he enjoyed enjoyed that experience. So
1: what do you like the most about golf? Um, I've always loved the competition.
3: My family is just extremely competitive by nature. Uh, board games are interesting
1: oh if, if you're what aware. board game now you're an only child right yes what board games
3: I mean not anything specific but oh. when we do we we tried charades over Christmas and that, was, that <laughs> was an experience um, but I think the competition and just being out there and knowing that it's you and only you mm-hmm. um, so not having the excuse of blaming a team or having a team I think it's just because it's you, um, and I've been doing it for quite
1: a while, <laughs>
3: and I've always enjoyed it.
1: How old were you on that little video? I was four. Four years old. Yep. Now, um, how did you even start playing golf? Why?
3: Uh, well, my, my dad, he used to play like every day, um, and I, I actually told my little preschool class when I asked, where does your dad work? I said that he works at the golf course. <laughs> and when, where does he
1: really work
3: well when in reality he would bring his sales clients out there um, yeah. and they would have lunch or if they did play you'd take them out there and they'd discuss business so but he went every day because that was work essentially so then um i thought he worked there and then he took me out one day and i loved it and then started playing
1: just like that mm-hmm. that's just crazy mm-hmm. You know, talking about you just wanted her to be a a real person and and have a good life. Mm -hmm. One of the things that you shared with me that I really want you to talk about is at seven years old, starting a foundation for cancer, who at seven years old even thinks about that? So how did that happen, Avery? So when I
3: was in third grade, my janitor school janitor got diagnosed with lung cancer mm. and the school did all these little fundraisers to raise money for him and one day my dad and i went to one of them and there were tons of people there uh, but when it and i thought well they must be making like tons of money for mr jeff was his name um and, and when in reality they're only giving 10 percent of the proceeds to oh. him so because some of it went to the restaurant uh so he, so then he said, Well ma- not really. So then I said we gotta do something. So then that's how Win
1: Green campaign came about. So tell us more of what, about one green campaign, Ivan. How did that what is that?
2: Yeah, so it's the so it's the win green campaign. It's win like win green, like win money. Win kind money of double, on the green. Du- yeah, double entendre, you know, with right. the playing green uh, green on the, the golf course. So um <clears throat> we well you can tell. It's she's she's you pitch man, <laughs> so,
3: it, I said I wanted to do that, um, and then we wound up partnering with this foundation called Two Seam Dream Foundation.
1: Two Seam Dream. Yes,
3: like Two Seam Fastball. Okay, it's, see, you got inspired golf. by baseball. Yep. No, it's not golf. It's, it's not golf.
2: That, that's it's a baseball. Baseball. It's and baseball. And baseball. <laughs> yeah, that's right. You it's One baseball. of my baseball buddies. That's okay, right. All right. sorry, it's a little little confusing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But, we, <laughs> but you, to raise money though, you have to either do it through those um, GoFundMe yes. campaigns, and I don't know how they actually operate. From a 501c3 standpoint or you need to be partnered with a 501c3 so mm-hmm. he had asked us um hey will you have avery so avery was on this little tv show when she was seven with um elite golfers at the time and he said hey will you get her to wear my logo and i was and i was like well she'll wear it but i mean sure. she's seven i don't what's that <laughs> gonna say well no it'll be it'll be cool and, and then two days later we went to that event for mr jeff and she says, "Dad, we gotta do something." It kind of hit me as I was driving out of the parking lot, like, "Oh, well, maybe we'll partner with with Rick from Two Seam Dream," and and so it, so it's worked out, and um, mm. it's grown, you know, modestly over the last four or five years, and so we've had as many as fifty kids around the country raising money for pediatric cancer, and it kind of evolved from Mr. Jeff wow. to pediatric cancer because the second year. We had a little boy named Cason Crow who was one and a half when he was diagnosed mm. with neuroblastoma. Mm. And so, yeah, he was so little he didn't he didn't have any idea. I mean, he probably barely remembers, I bet you now I and mean, he's five now or six. Uh he probably barely remembers, yeah, going to a hospital and stuff. But mm-hmm. I I obviously when you're one and a half you don't know what's going on. And he's mm-hmm. having chemo and he had the surgery because he had a um tumor that was actually attached to his carotid artery so he had a benign tumor that then had the growth on it so Mm. without too many details you know so there's very complicated and they can't remove the benign part of it so um you know it's very complicated because they could have just cut the whole thing out if it wasn't attached to his artery so um but anyway he's doing great and and so ever since then it's the pediatric cancer has kind of been the the
1: Heartstring.
2: yeah well <laughs> I, I guess it works yeah a little bit yes. like that but yeah it yes it, but, I bet. But, it's, um, but but it's but pediatric cancer has been the cause specifically okay. and, and then since then um, you know we've had 50, 50 kids one year 40 another with probably some turnover so we probably had 65 kids and families that have been involved in helping
1: in raising money
2: right over the last few years and um, do what, they just
1: call in and say I want to help how do you get them so
3: usually it's via social media, so they, they follow my Instagram, Facebook, oh, um, and okay. then um, they see that I've started that because we're using social media as a platform, and um, then they say, hey, it would be cool to join. And That um, is cool. And now we have 50 kids from around the world that are raising awareness for that, pediatric cancer. You know,
1: wow, what a difference. How much have you raised so far, do you know?
3: Um, So we've raised, I think, close to $200,000 in in in-kind donation. Mm -hmm. And an in-kind donation is it's not all the time directly in the form of money. Um, Say, like, there's a raffle and the prize is valued at at $5,000, then that's an in-kind donation. So it's still something being donated, just not always in money.
1: And, you know, I believe with all my heart when you give, you get. Mm -hmm. And you are giving and you are getting back. Um, so you mentioned Instagram. I know you have, uh, what, 5,000 followers on Instagram? What is it on Facebook? I'm not sure about
2: It's, six, it's like, 20, like 26,000.
3: 26, I, I just hit 5K on Insta, and nothing, nothing makes me happier. Congratulations.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so, Avery, what do you want to do when you grow up besides continue to play what you love to play? Other than that, yes. Do you want so to stay? I'd
3: like to be um, a pro golfer. But in college, I like to get a degree in broadcast journalism and communications.
1: You would. Yes. And that's what I studied. Yes. It's fun.
3: It definitely is. What do you want to do with it? I'd like to work at the Golf Channel. I'm not sure exactly how, like maybe on like Golf Central or a color commentator, but something along the lines of being on camera.
1: Okay, so if there's anyone out there in media, did you hear that? Get her now, because if you wait, you you won't be able to touch her. (laughs) So you wanna play the game? Yes. You interview me. Be careful.
3: (laughs) I don't know if I can move this mic, but what is the most interesting uh, audience you've ever spoken to?
1: Okay, and I had no idea what she was going to ask, I promise. The most interesting audience I've ever, oh, I know, exactly. So um, I do a lot of keynote speaking, and about uh, five years ago, I got a call from the National Funeral Directors Association. Oh, gosh. (laughs) And they wanted me, because my (laughs) books are around presence and professionalism in the workplace, i.e. do it right, and they wanted me to talk about presence, And I thought, what in the world do I talk about presents with funeral directors? And will they be sitting there like this? Mm -hmm. Well, I have to tell you. So I I went out and talked to a few of them. And here's what I found out. They are the funniest, most jovial, easygoing people in the world. Now, when we see them, they're not. Mm -hmm. (laughs) They're very calm, which they should be. I guess it
3: makes sense because they, they, they deal about, they'll deal with, Subjects yeah. that are very serious, right? You don't want to be insensitive yes. to a family, uh, but at the same time, they have to pump it up so that it does, they don't. It doesn't get to them, I suppose,
1: right? Well, Anna, it was it was it was fascinating. It was wonderful. So, I I have a whole different perspective. And you want to? You are already doing speaking engagements.
3: Yes, yes. Tell us about that. So I've spoken to a few audiences, um, and I've been doing it. I don't know, I think the first time was maybe when I was nine, so about three years. I don't do it consistently, but we've had a few people reach out, hey, can she speak, or um, if I win an award, then
1: I have to speak. So You have to speak. So what do, you, what do you say to people as a speaker, you know? What's your message? So the message
3: of the campaign is I will utilize my skills to benefit those in need. And I think that kind of goes for anything you do, not just golf. Um, because I mean whether it's opening a door for somebody or devoting your time to volunteer I mean you can always make a difference so I think that's a valuable lesson that people should learn
1: you know interesting you say that because I always ask my guests to have things to share with the audience so that's a really good one right there and I'll get back to asking you some specific ones but I want to know about outside of golf what do you do? What is someone like you who pract I mean, you go to school, too, don't you?
3: Mm-hmm.
1: In what grade? I'm in sixth grade. Okay. So you're in sixth grade. What's your favorite topic?
3: Um, I really like writing. Do you? I do, yes. Um, not like fictional writing, but if someone gives me a topic, then I like to put words together, use my vocabulary, stuff like that. Um, Your
2: expository pieces—is that what you they used to call them?
3: Oh, jeez. So, it, the expository <laughs> pieces—they give you a topic, and you have to write basically this long essay about about the topic. And sure. sometimes it's it's persuasive; other times it's just about something. Um, they aren't the most fun to write, but they do come out pretty interesting.
1: <laughs> I bet you're good at it.
3: I—I th- I mean, I'm pretty much a, I'm a huge perfectionist when it comes to writing Uh so I'll come to the teacher every five seconds like this doesn't flow right
1: can you help me (laughs) you know what that's a good lesson right there ask for help people don't ask for help these Mm -hmm. days Mm -hmm. I like that so okay outside of that what else do you like to do so I have two cats
3: at home what Um, are their names Francis and George Francis is after Francis we met the greatest game ever played and if any of you were golfers who are watching then uh you would understand that he's the an amateur who won the u.s open in the early 1900s but it's a yeah. girl cat A girl um, cat. Yeah.
2: <laughs>
3: <laughs> and then uh george is after george Costanza stands up from seinfeld and i mean the name suits both of them absolutely perfectly. they've got personality right? yes yes
1: outside of the cats at home do you have hobbies what else?
3: Uh, well, I hang out with my friends whenever I can, um, and I'm pretty busy, I so
1: kind
3: of depends. Uh, but I do yoga a lot. I do. I love yoga. Yoga. Yes. I know that sounds really odd. No, but. I think
1: that's great. <laughs> Keeps you in shape.
3: Yes. Okay. Why do you like it? I like it because uh, they have all the challenging poses. I don't do like stretching yoga. I do what's called vinyasa flow yoga which is um where you're constantly moving like i could not sit in a pose for five minutes straight but when you're moving it gets um a good workout and also you have all these different poses like you can build build on
1: do you stand on your head
3: i do you do Yeah. <laughs> i was kidding i mean <laughs> i mean not frequently but i that's something i worked for for like a year and i i've think I was able to do it last June, that was when the first time. Well,
1: congratulations. <laughs> Thank you. More <laughs> achievements, oh my gosh. <laughs> Dad, I have to ask you, and I'll ask you in reverse. Um, when you're with her, as long as you are, I mean, every day, how many hours are you two together?
2: It depends. Uh, daylight savings is always good <laughs> because, and her new school, she's out of school at 11.30, mm-hmm. so, uh, you know, at some point I've got to work. and You do have a real job too. Yeah, so I I have to, so it's good because I don't have to pick her up at 1130. She can actually do her study hall and get a lot of her homework done. So I usually pick her up between 1230 and 1. But one of the benefits of the school, aside from it being a a, um, shortened day, is that there's not an absence uh, policy. So they expect you to miss school and they're very flexible with, uh, they help you. Make it up when you you know when you're at public school you can only have so many absences there's federal funding that's tied to it so they're really strict about yeah. it and the teachers you know when she was younger they were very cooperative about it but in middle school they definitely weren't as understanding mm-hmm. but you know they get a lot of investment put in both ways with, from the student and the kid when they're in elementary because they're with the same teacher all the time and so mm-hmm. they were all so uh, brentfield uh comstock they were all so awesome
1: kudos and, for them yeah
2: supporting her because otherwise you never know um if we'd had to miss some tournaments and then who knows where that would have what opportunity she would have missed so her new school is really really good that uh, spring creek academy shout out yeah
3: <laughs> good
2: <job. River> shout <laughs> to yeah. yeah
1: and shout out to wife because yeah, she's yeah. supportive too oh,
2: yes so yeah mom is <laughs> yeah, her mom heather um at home yeah <laughs> she she's uh she's She's the one that makes all this happen because she's worked for Fujitsu and a couple other large companies. She's a great salesperson. And um, so she's, her having kind of the steady job and, and base has allows uh, Avery to, to run around and for me to chase after her somewhat. So,
1: what do you like the most about doing that other than she's your daughter?
2: Uh, I mean, it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's a, I, a lot of, a lot of the, my friends say, man, you're really lucky that, uh, she's playing golf, you know, like, you know, some of them are doing other sports or activities that maybe aren't as, wouldn't be as exciting. Um, but a lot of people think, are you, God, do you play golf with her all the time? I actually stopped playing golf when she was, when she was like six and a half, we went and played one day and I'm, you know, she's hitting it right down the middle, like 110 yards, you know, which is fine for her age, but it's right down the middle. And I'm hitting it 300 <laughs> yards everywhere and I'm getting so mad.
1: Forget about it. And Dad. Little,
2: little Avery goes, she taps me on the leg once she. Could, It'll be okay, Dad. You know, oh. she sees me, and, I was, and it was so, like, so, she was being so sweet and so innocent. Kind. But so condescending at the same time, and I was just like, uh, no more. Like, I'll be a better teacher. I, I don't want her learning any of my nonsense on the golf course and my temper and everything else. So she actually does not, she does a very good job of, with her attitude and her disguising her emotions the best she can. She really does. Uh, that's I think
1: that's pretty obvious. One of the She's... most
2: important parts of being, being a great golfer, actually
1: and and a leader too Mm
2: -hmm. that's true
1: so okay say something funny about your dad he's with you all the time is there anything that (laughs) that you love or kind of not so much
3: uh well he tries to be very encouraging on the course and he is um but he he gets all of the shots on video when i'm in a tournament that is
1: Uh uh-huh uh
3: so we can review them later or to put on social media um you know, whatever.
2: It's her sports center yeah, channel. My it's right. her, her channel. Yeah. yeah. SportsCenter right. channel.
3: Right. Um, but if he's so close, obviously, this camera's like this, you hear everything he says. So whether that's a good shot or, you know, you have the occasional grunt and the occasional curse word. You know, <laughs> and then um, he used to, to kind of, like, toss the phone. And then I remember specifically one time, like, I missed a super short putt. And he tossed it and then it was rolling and then it rolled into a bush and then <laughs> and then the, and he got that on all in video And then there was a whole spectacle about that because we had to go
1: get the phone from the bush.
2: (laughs) Yeah, yeah, you hear, you you just see the phone recording like branches and you just hear, oh, yeah, I think I can get it here. I know,
1: we had to actually get some footage from what you sent and it was like, well, can't use that because that one's a little.
2: (laughs) Yeah, yeah, so, so, yeah, I mean, it's, uh, it's very real and there's a lot of time and energy and effort put into it. And um, so, you know, it, it doesn't matter what her skill level is. Uh, I I was a professional athlete, a baseball player, and so I always took it very seriously. Mm-hmm. So a lot of the parents are out there, like boy, he's really intense. And it, it doesn't matter whether she's winning or not. I'm going to be very into it. It's a lot of lot of invested time into this. So
1: why are you laughing?
3: You couldn't see him being intense. No, could I can't you? see him being no. intense <laughs> or intimidating. No.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you know, before we go, I know we're we're. Gosh, we could talk for another hour, I'm sure. But I would like to hear from you what your lessons are at this age that you've learned, uh, just about life that you'd share with anyone else at your age or adults, just about living a good life, doing it right. So I would say um, as a salesperson,
3: kind of, you know, uh, trying to give bracelets out, don't be uh, be afraid for people to say no because they will. Um, and if they do, just thank them for their time because you you know you should appreciate them just listening to you speak. Um, and then also, one round of golf doesn't define you define you, and that doesn't just apply to golf. You know, one day, one week, one year, it, one mistake. One mistake. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, and it's not what happens; it's how you react to it. Because, you know, you can't go back in time, but you can change you know, what's going to happen. I think that's one thing that I've learned, like, in the past year or so. Because when you're out there, you you only have 18 holes in that day. So if mm-hmm. you hit a bad shot, you have to understand that everybody's going to hit bad shots most of the time. Um, and you just have to deal with it the best way you can.
1: And keep trying. And yeah. don't give up. Yeah. Boy, I just wish you all the blessings (laughs) the rest of your life and ivan thank you for raising such a stellar young lady who's going to who is already making a difference in life and obviously is going to do some some wonderful things so thank you you. both for being on the show today i think people will really enjoy playing this over and over again (laughs) listeners thanks so much for tuning in watching or listening Uh, Until next time, just remember, as I always say, keep doing it right, stay authentic, and please, would you subscribe? What do they say? Subscribe, rate, review, and share the podcast. Until next time, goodbye.